Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? Yeah, that's AJ Styles music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just I, I like hearing it every week. <laughs> yeah, it, it would it would be nice. It would be nice to hear that music again one day. Who knows? Maybe we'll get it. I doubt it. But it I doubt nice. it too, yeah. And le- you know, unless like because he did, he was on uh, Slammiversary earlier this year, like via, you know, whatever satellite or whatever. He sent a video in uh, from his phone, and he did yeah. he did an appearance there. Maybe maybe they're able to work something out where he shows not wrestle but shows up one day. That would be kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know, man. Triple H doesn't strike me as a guy willing to help out anybody. Like he's, I actually, I actually think he might be worse than Vince McMahon about these things. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Well, we, uh, we, we shall see. We shall see. But uh, so we did a show earlier this week where we, we did? didn't even talk Impact Wrestling. We, uh, we, we, we kind of jumped ship and went to the AEW dark side of things because they just had so much chaos. And you and I love chaos, and we love, love bizarre. It. We love bizarre bullshit and and all the stuff that was going on in AEW. I'm like, man, we got to We got to talk about it. So we uh, we sent uh, Papa Garrett uh, a request and said, hey, would you mind letting us? do do something we uh and he was like yeah just do something for the for the youtube talk about it we've got some good views on youtube got some good views on twitter uh where we covered the uh the i guess it's being dubbed brawl out the cm punk scrum followed by a brawl between him and uh the pitbull ace steel and uh yeah. <laughs> and the saint the, the sainted young bucks and fair kenny omega yes. Yes, Saint Kenneth Omega, patron saint of little puppies, and uh, just the two innocent little bystanders just walking in to go talk to CM Punk, the Young oh. Bucks. Uh, what a, what a great story that is. Fair Fair Punk only went in to speak with <laughs> the the evil troll Punk who's sitting over his evil uh, boiling pot of cal- uh, boiling uh, boiling cauldron, and then. He only came in to protect the fair beasts of the land when he was attacked by the a steel troll <laughs> who then sunk his teeth into poor Kenneth's hand. People believe that. <laughs> like, they, people they, actually believe that. The, the funny part is, is you have these two factions, right? And their take on the situation is vastly different from the other. Because you got you it's got punk, you got punk story. side. Yeah. yeah, you got punk side. And and I've never experienced this. Usually, like there's something that lines up, but there's usually like they, it's twisted about who's going to be the the villain and who's the hero, right? And we're all the hero of our own stories, right? So, but the actual events that happened don't line up together, like for the most part at all. So you got Punk side where you know these big bad young bucks, which is pretty funny. You probably should have just shoved them into a locker, <laughs> but you got these big bad young bucks, and they bring in former MMA fighter, uh, which is true, Kenny Omega who did do some MMA early early in his life. Uh, and Kenny, Kenny Omega, they bust down the door. They break in. They're going to do a three-on-one attack. And then Ace Steel saves them and bites Kenny Omega because he just he wouldn't stop beating up CM Punk. And then you got the other side where it's Omega and the Bucks. And there's, oh, oh we just want to go check on Punk and see why he's upset. And we're going to bring the lawyer with us. And we're going to just slightly knock on the door and then hope he lets us in. And then he let us in and just started beating us up. And that was what happened. And Kenny was only there to save the dog. Like, yeah, it can't be. It can't. It, it, it. Now, I heard Brian Alvarez of our uh, our sister site, The Observer, say it was actually Mega, the uh, the lawyer who yeah. was trying to save the dog, which seems 
more realistic, but right because Twitter has made up their minds on on who they support already. <laughs> that is now the gospel truth. This will go yeah. down. This, I mean, people are making this out like it's Brody and the Invader. Like this locker room story <laughs> is growing in legend by the day. It's it, just, it is. It's ridiculous. And there's, and there's warring factions on Twitter because of it, and on social media. On Twitter, you don't say. Mm-hmm for real so let me let me ask you a question Please. jd and and we're and i promise guys we're going to get to impact talk we uh we had a good show to review we're going to get to that here in a minute but i just wanted to put a bow on the the aew stuff but you're 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 a chicago guy I, would you would you say that you're a humongous cm punk fan I'm that a, would I'm that a, be accurate yeah, i'm a cm punk fan yeah absolutely. yeah you're you're cm punk fan well i I, I don't think I've ever admitted this before on the air or even in like regular conversation. My favorite wrestler in the world right now, and he has been for years, is Kenny Omega. Oh, I didn't know that. What? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I I so when he came to Impact, that was like in heaven for me because I I obviously was a big AEW fan. Kenny Omega is my favorite wrestler. He comes over to Impact, and I'm like, boom, we we got something here. And the next thing you know, springboards us into getting a podcast. Everything That's I. True. I absolutely love Kenny Omega. My what? He's not my all-time favorite wrestler, but he's like in like that top ten for me, just for me personally. He got me into like I was watching a little bit of New Japan, but he got me way into New Japan to where New Japan was like hugely important for me. That was AJ Styles for me. Yeah, and AJ Styles was was great. I kind of started watching the end of his run there, Mm -hmm. and then got really into when Kenny Omega took over, and I became just a huge fan. Right, so. He he's my favorite wrestler. So you're you're a big CM Punk guy. I know for a fact you love Kenny Omega. I know for a fact mm-hmm. you love the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. But we're two reasonable human beings, and we don't have to. We don't feel the need to pick a side. We just take a look at what happened, right? And the the news that's out there, and just try to analyze what's been said, right? Mike, you work in the military with young men, right? I work right. in education with younger men. I don't think it's hard to believe everybody's wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like every every yeah. when something like this happens, nine times out of ten, everybody is at fault. Mm-hmm. Right. In some way, shape, or form. What's what we talked about? A big part of our bonus pod was talking about, you know, leadership and the lack of and the lack thereof in a in the AW locker room. Like, I don't know. I was telling my son this. I just sat down and tell Andy because at the time I thought Punk was fired, and he's grown to really like CM Punk. And I had to tell him that one of his favorite wrestlers was fired, and he was very confused. And I had to explain to him that. We don't cheer when we watch pro wrestling. It's like reading a comic book. Like you're cheering for fictional characters. Yeah. Right. Like I like CM Punk a lot. I don't know if I'd like Phil Brooks all that much in real life. You know, Kenny Omega rules. I don't know anything about Tyson Smith. Right. Like these, what we see are these carefully, and it's always been like this in wrestling. We see carefully crafted alter egos. Yeah. We don't know the real people, nor should we pretend to, because we don't. So I have no problem liking a fictional character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that's what they are. When the camera rolls, it's a different human being out there behind the camera. I don't know none of these guys. Yeah, and so it's it's weird to just like people automatically assume one side was wrong versus the other. Because well, I think well, you got to go verify ahead. you got to verify your personal beliefs, right? Because right. you can't and admit then, that you were wrong on Twitter. No, no, no. God forbid, right? But so I think I think that we did a good job Thanks, of man. balancing 
like both the both sides of the argument. We got a lot of compliments about that. So uh, I just I just wanted to to talk about that real quick. Um, I you know I don't have much more thoughts about on what happened. Now, of course, I could talk about that kind of chaos all day, but um, we we aren't going to know anything. Uh, there were reports that CM Punk was going to get fired, but he did get stripped, and he's got a he's got an injury. He's going to be out for a long time, and you're obviously not going to fire the guy while he's hurt. That would that'd be bad form. I think if they did that, then CM Punk would probably never even have to leave his house the rest of his life if they did that. So um, he would get a very good, uh, very good settlement. So uh, who knows what's going to go down investigations. And uh, that's all, that's all stuff that's going to be covered on other podcasts. I'm sure we'll talk about it here and there, but uh, Paul and Jeff did a good job analyzing what happened last night on the dynamite show right here on the fight game media network. So go to patreoncom slash fight game media, and you can uh, hear all about it from uh, Jeff and Paul. Now, before we get to the, recap jd what is currently on my chest you're wearing the uh official brace for impact t-shirt my good man yes the official brace for impact t-shirt uh you can get it on t public just search for brace for impact and uh you can get the shirt so i got this it was 14 dollars um because i got it on sale on t public super lightweight cotton uh i i chose green which obviously did not work for our show tonight because i had a green screen up originally (laughs) so all you could see was my stupid fucking head (laughs) i turned on i turned on the i turned on the the software and there's mike's head floating there and i said no we cannot do the no we cannot do the podcast with you just the head I was going to do the bit too. I was going to do it for a bit, but JD, because he's a professional, uh, he was not about to allow that on the air. I I cannot be the guy to complain about Impact's (laughs) refusal to white balance. And then I come onto my own show and my co-host head is floating in the sky with the uh, floating literally over. What is the, what what do the Niners call their new ballpark? I almost said Candlestick Park, but that ain't right anymore. What is the new park called? Uh, Levi Stadium. Levi, that's right. Levi Stadium. Yeah. Yes, I cannot have your head floating over Levi Stadium while we try to do a show. <laughs> I cannot do it. Yeah, but you can you can get this in uh, green like I'm wearing now, blue, purple. I know on, our friend Andre who was uh, at Emergence. He he bought a purple shirt. I know Gerard bought a green shirt, and I think Pat bought a black shirt. I think I think his is black. And then of course you can get a mug too. GG, our our boss GG uh, to support us bought a mug. So go go to T Public. Uh, I'll tweet out the link um, on uh, on the show. But uh, help support us, support the show, and uh, support Fight Game Media. Go to Patreon.com/slash/FightGameMedia for for more information about our show. Now, JD, speaking of show, we had a show to cover tonight. And um, so they, they kicked it off with a BTI. And I know that you and Scott covered this last week. You kind of gave a, gave a spoiler, but that's okay. Um, Cause everybody saw everybody. This was all over the news. Uh, Shane Taylor jobs out to, to crazy Steve on, uh, on BTI. Um, that, that, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk about it because I wasn't on the show last week. Thank you, Scott, for for uh, covering. Um, here, here's my thoughts on this, and we we're not doing the bit this week where we just make fun of BTI and say it's not important, although it is not important. They um, tell us it's not important, so if someone debuts on BTI, it's not important. That so that that's it. So here, here and I think Ilum Ilum made this point, and I do believe him. You made it in the chat. I do agree with him when he says this. So my personal opinion is that they they brought in Shane Taylor and had him lose to Crazy Steve because I he might have a little bit of a reputation uh, and a little bit of an ego, and they wanted to make sure that he would do business. I don't know this for a fact. This is just my opinion from analyzing the situation because I feel like. 
Shane Taylor should have been treated like a bigger star coming in, and he probably could have beaten an underneath talent and got some wins and, like and led into the title program. Right, right. But instead, they did it on the pre-show. He lost to Crazy Steve. I think, my personal opinion, they were just doing that to see if he would be willing to come in and do business, and he did. Crazy Steve went on Twitter and said for Impact to hire him. Um, I, I could see them actually bringing him around and – you know, a couple months from now, if they do bring him back, uh, no one's going to remember that he was on BTI. Mike, can I tell you why I think that's bullshit? Yes, sir, please. You say, like, Shane Taylor might have a bit of an attitude. A year ago. I, you, I don't know that. I don't that know might, that. Might, might, might. Speculation. Yeah. Pure speculation. We brought in, we as an impact, brought in a talent that had nothing but a bad reputation in W. Morrissey a year ago. And impact was his reclamation project. And he did a great job. But he's moved yeah. on to making more money. He wasn't tested like this, right? No. Nobody brought in W. Morrissey and say, hey, you got to put over Gujar or something like that. Like, it just, it's very intriguing to me that of all the people that, that are brought into this country, this country, I would say this company, none <laughs> of them are forced to do uh, silly jobs to prove their willingness to work, no matter how point. questionable they may be. But for some reason, yeah. Shane Taylor is asked to do a needless job because to see if he'll play business like i don't know that's kind of weird to me if that is the yeah. case i am of the mind that they just said fine we'll hire the guy for a day oh we jobbed you out you're done because yeah. if i were i mean they've never made anybody else do this this isn't the wwe in 1987 they used to do it all the time but i mean this is this is not this is not something that impact typically does so i i have big time questions we didn't bring in heath and have him put any and have him put a bunch of people <laughs> over right out the door. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah. It's questionable to me. It's very questionable. It is. It's questionable to me that he did this here. It's questionable to me that he hasn't been brought in for the new Ring of Honor or for AEW or gotten or gotten a sniff at, you know, WWE because he is a big I I think didn't he used to play football at a certain level? I think he used Had to play. Done. I know Keith Lee. I know Keith Lee did, and they were a tag team for a little while and but I mean, look, the guy can work. The guy can talk. He's a big dude. He's not the tallest guy, you know, and he's a bit hefty. He's a little, little on the on the on the hefty side. But the, you just described Jonah really who just beat Okada. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I would put Jonah above Shane Taylor. I, think. I would too. I, but I mean, like, yeah. I mean, again, New Japan, New Japan hasn't kicked the doors on Shane Taylor. Yeah. Noah hasn't kicked the doors on Shane Taylor. No. Like, if you have a pulse, you can work for all Japan. <laughs> They're not interested. I mean, like. It's wild to me that no one seems interested in on a major level in working with this guy. It just mm-hmm. it's crazy to just, me. It's it's odd. It's unexplainable. It uh, maybe somebody does have an explanation and we'll find out eventually. But hey, hey, weird um weird DMs show up in our, our feed sometimes. So if, if anyone's listening to this who knows anything about potential heat on Shane Taylor, I'm all ears. Yeah, yeah, tell me, but I I don't know. I haven't heard any bad words about me the guy, neither. So, yeah. And yet here we are. Yeah. Um and I I know a lot of people in Impact are pulling for the guy like Crazy Steve just tonight said please hire Shane Taylor and tagged Impact and I know Chris Bay was tweeting about it and some other folks. So um ho- hopefully they they give the guy a look and uh, we we f- end up figuring out uh, that everything that's being said about him is bullshit or whatever's being said about him. So hopefully. I don't know. Uh, the show opens up with uh, Aussie Open. Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis uh, defeated uh, the Bullet Club and Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Um, they're, you know, 
Aussie Open didn't have to do a job on the way in. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but they're also protected guys in New Japan, the New Japan Strong Tag Team Champs, right? They're the, the tag team Strong champs tag, over there. The inaugural. The inaugural the, New Japan The inaugural. So obviously this is a working deal with um with uh, New Japan Strong here. So we I thought we had a really good match. I thought Aussie Open looked really good. I got to say, and this is going to be a controversial statement Ooh. maybe. Please. Uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Mm-hmm. The new Motor City Machine Guns. I'm not saying call them that, but they reminded me of young Chris Saban and young Alex Shelley here. And if you take a look at their career trajectory, right? They were, you know, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban were, you know, opponents and stuff early on. And then they became, and then uh, they were rivals and they're both champions at one point, X Division champions. And then, you know, you know, Chris Saban was a the little bit of the bigger star as far as winning w- was concerned. And then Alex Shelley started to get some momentum there with Kevin Nash and Paparazzi Productions. And then eventually they got put together and they became this great tag team. I think they reminded me a lot of a young Chris Saban and Alex Shelley tonight. I I, I get that. That actually, yeah. I really like that comparison. Um, yeah. If we decide to go forward with them as a permanent tag team, I can uh, I can sorry Astro got a hold of something. Um, <clears throat> I can get on board. I like that comparison actually. The more, I yeah. never would have thought of that on my own, but I see it. I like it. Yeah, I I, I really like it too. I I you know I honestly would not have put them in this position to lose to Aussie Open on the way in, but I guess somebody <laughs> had to do it. I'd have had I'd have had Aussie Open beat up a couple of nobodies, but I think they wanted to just have a good match, and so and I didn't hate. I loved the match, so I'm glad we got to see it, but. Hannafin goes, oh, yeah, there's this great tag team division we have in Impact. And I'm like, you, do we have a good tag team division in Impact? We have, we have like four we have teams. Four teams? We have like, four teams, yeah. And everyone's pretty And now good. Aussie Open. Yeah. And now who's going to be around for, you know, a little bit because they're New Japan team. This is what we do. Like, we see this, which is fine. I like this relationship. I have no problem with it. But yeah. we got guys that come in from New Japan. They do a thing, and then they move on. Like, yeah. I bet we have a match eventually with them and – um uh kingdom and or ogk excuse me and, and they move on well it's kind of like uh you know in mid-south when uh you know all of a sudden kevin von eric shows up and he has a few matches and then he goes back to dallas right mm-hmm. just the way it goes mm-hmm. um which you got me watching a lot of mid-south isn't it way. great <laughs> isn't it, it a is great, great show it is, it is great so somebody somebody actually took the time to lump in a lot of the videos into one playlist but they didn't lump in the um the uh, the the version from Larry's Classic Sports where he actually it looks like he cleared up the video and edited it, made the sound a lot better. Yeah, Larry. So did I need work. somebody. I need a, somebody to go to Larry's YouTube, Larry's Classic Sports, and put in succession all of the Mid South videos, so I don't have to keep searching each time I because know, I keep I going from. I, I keep going back and forth between good quality and bad quality. So I, cause somebody did it with the, the smoky mountain videos. They're, they're from different YouTube channels, but they put them together all in one playlist in succession. I need someone to do that for me for mid South, please. If uh, you have that kind of time. I'm going through mid South 84, right. When uh, um, I think uh, Dundee is booking, man, what a great show. The talent they had and the wildness, like it's people like, oh, Tony Khan didn't watch it, blah, blah, blah. But the show, like Tony Khan, yeah. a lot. I mean, like you watch yeah. the, the wildness, the brawls, the gang warders stuff. It's all every, over Mid-South. Almost every match ends in some type of wild brawl. Yeah, and it's always, <laughs> it's a lot of good matches. Like you got a lot of like, 
like house show type matches on TV, which you didn't get then in the 1980s. Like, if, yeah. and again, I, I did one night. I was I was couldn't sleep, so I watched like 84 shows from different promotions. And like Mid South is far and away the best mm-hmm. TV show, which is why it yeah. had the highest ratings at one point. It had higher ratings than WWE or WWF or Crockett or I mean, this. All this stuff was on TV at one point. Mid South had the best ratings for mm-hmm. good reason. The show freaking rules. Yeah, it was just constant chaos, man. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. Aussie Open got the victory here. I uh, really loved it. Loved the uh, loved their debut. I hope they stick around for a little while. Backstage, we got to honor no more minus PCO and Vincent. Uh, they were focused on gaining more titles while Eddie Edwards concentrated on taking out Heath later tonight. So there you go. Uh, then another backstage segment. We go to Gia Miller. She's with uh, the former tag team champions, Good Brothers. Gals and Anderson stated that while they lost the titles, they're focused on winning titles again. Before they could continue, they were interrupted by Alex Shelley and Chris Saban of the Motor City Machine Guns. The Guns stated they've never faced the Good Brothers two-on-two. Gallows responded that uh, sounded like a Bound for Glory main event. (laughs) All right, sorry. Uh, Before challenging them to a match next week. So uh, I think we got to... We got to really clarify our standards of what can main event Bound for Glory. Yeah. um, That being said, if if old Carl and Doc decide to put the working shoes on that night... That could be a really good match. Damn right it could. Yep. If they 100%. don't, it could be a two-star classic. Like last week's match against OGK. The title match, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you said focus, they're focused on the ta- – I mean, are we? Are they really focused? Mm. Yeah. Focus so, the word you want to use here? Yeah, where, where is their focus? It ain't here. That's for damn sure. Could be in um, Japan. Could be in Stanford. So we, we got a, a video package to introduce our next match, uh, Mickey James versus uh, Rachel Rose, some job chick. Um, but the video package was uh, Mickey J's, uh, her last rodeo. And I just wanted to make mention, they actually clarified um, that it's she's on her way to a title match. And if she doesn't win the title, then she retires. But if she does win the title, she doesn't retire. I think there was a little bit of confusion, at least on my end. I thought that her next loss is when she was retiring. But no, it's like if she loses before she gets the title match, she retires. If she gets to the title match and doesn't win the title, then she retires. But if she wins the title, she's staying around. So I think that tells you all you need to know about if she's winning the title or not coming up. Does it? I feel like I need a scorecard after how you described all that. So essentially, she's going to win the title. Yeah, yeah, basically. But I thought I thought she was saying that her next loss, she's retiring. But I think they clarified it here that that is not the case. Well, that have been a better story. They could have just worked that, and then she would have well, won the title, and we could have like forgotten about it. You know. Yeah, but I think they they just want to tell this dramatic story, and each match is going to go up higher and higher. And I, I, be, I dig. What, wouldn't it I be more dramatic if if we did have the retirement thing? It's not like we're talking about wrestling here. It's not like you could. Well, it's not like it's unprecedented to lie about one's retirement. Well, no, she did say the next if she loses before she gets a title shot, she's going to retire. But if she gets a title shot and wins, she's not retiring. I think Astro is acting a fool back Stand there. Stand by. Okay, JD's got to go take care of uh, the puppy Astro. I think I'm doing play-by-play. Hold on. Let me see what's going on here. Astro chewed something of JD's. Astro chewed something of JD's. Oh, he's chewing a a shoe of some sort. a camera battery. Oh, gosh. That's not good for him. No. That's not safe. (laughs) No, that's why I'm looking back at this damn dog. We got chew toys in here for – I got chew toys in here for him. And he's like, no, I'm going to chew on this thing that might kill me. 
Yikes. God damn it. Mike, I will be right back. I'm going to escort him to my wife right now. I'll be right back. Continue okay. The show. Well, yeah, I'm going to continue the show. We'll be, we'll be uh, on uh, Yuya, Yui Murrow when you get back. Anyway, so Mickey James comes out, and you got Rachel Rose, local job talent uh, there in the ring, and uh, Mickey beats her ass pretty damn quick. Uh, nothing to say there, but uh, yes, Mickey James on her way to a eventual title match with who knows? It could be uh, Masha or it could be uh, Jordan Grace. And then uh, JD. Sorry about that. Backstage. It's cool. Backstage, we go to Scott Demore. She's with Mia Yim. And then Ken- Kenny King, out of nowhere, interrupts and then told Yim to leave. And Yim did, which that surprised me. Um, and then uh, Demore asked if he's missing. And then uh, Kenny King said he didn't have a title, which no shit, Sherlock, he didn't win a title. Um, I guess he almost did last week by cheating, but the referee turned it around on him. So um, he said, well, um, he said that Mike Bailey and Kenny King attempt the house another time, but next week Bailey's taking on Mascara Dorada, and that next week there will be an announcement uh, about the X Division title uh, coming up, and also that he would be facing Yuya Yurimura next. So there you go. It's a lot. Um, yeah. Next week's show should be pretty good. To be yeah, honest, it's, it's kind of stacked. Um, yeah. It's. G. Miller's with Steve Macklin. Miller asked Macklin about his sure deal with Moose, uh, but Macklin downplayed it. Miller followed it up by stating that if there was no allegiance, why was he teaming with Moose next week? Um, and Macklin took offense and then just uh, bailed. So, I hear, um, hear something funny. G. Miller yeah. asks better follow up questions than anyone at the AEW <laughs> pre uh, post show scrum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dave, what did I ever do to deserve this? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I mean, like nobody's gonna follow up on any of this stuff. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, you know what I would have followed up with? Uh, oh, hey, Punk, can you explain what stepping on your own dick means? Because I still don't know, but I've been saying it all week. If he, I feel like he would set that up by like he could respond by saying, "Well, you wouldn't know with that to step on one's own dick because you could." Yeah, that'd be a good. That'd be a good comeback, be, wouldn't be, it? Be setting yourself up for a knockdown. Yeah. I would have asked, "Who do you think you're? Who do you think is leaking all this media, and to whom?" Like. He sets right. you up for a bunch of he set up a bunch of stuff, but I really think he kind of intimidated people because he was going crazy. But you know, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Uh, Yui Mora defeated get, uh, Kenny we gotta King. Get Gia. We got to get Gia in the next post show scrum. Yeah. She's got it. She got the follow up questions. Yeah, she'll ask better questions. Yeah. Speaking of questions, Yui Mora has he ever won a match in New Japan? He won here. Not often. He's no. a young. I mean, like. He's a young boy, right? Young. I mean, he's not a young boy. He's just starting. And like New Japan, they book differently. Like, honestly, if, if most American fans were in America, if if you want to be beloved, you're a mid card guy. You're not a main, you're not a main event guy because then you're not beloved. If you're in the mid card, then everybody loves you and can't and, and can't wait till you become successful. Until you become successful, then everybody hates you. So it'd be completely different in Japan where you start as a young guy and you lose a lot. And then you start slowly winning and working your way up the top. In the U.S., people on Twitter would freak out if you had lost like four matches. Yeah, like, he's buried. So, yeah. mm, well, it's the way I react every time Macklin loses. So I get it. Fair. <laughs> Macklin's not young boy though. Like you no, was like twenty five, no. and and Macklin's thirty something. So yeah, it's different. Yeah, but Yui Mora defeated him. Uh, I thought Yui Mora looked good here. Um, he good. Kid, yeah, he yeah he's he's pretty good. I, he got uh, he got Kenny King had his working boots on here. Mia Yim came down to distract uh, Kenny King and uh, allowed Yuri, Yui Mora to to get the victory. Looks like we're setting up a uh, intergender thing with uh, King and uh, Mia Yim. I agree, and I don't like it. 
But here's yeah. the thing about here's the thing about Yermore. Everybody goes crazy about Shooter, right? Everybody loves Shota Umino, but he's probably the worst of those three. Between you and Mora, mm-hmm. uh, Ren Narita, and Shooter, he's probably mm-hmm. the number three of those guys. But because but he hung out with Moxley for a couple of weeks in that summer, everyone loves him. The truth yeah. is, Yumura is probably of that group, probably the guy. I think it's my call. Mm-hmm. Next, a video promo aired of uh, featuring Sammy Callahan. He's focused on his barbed wire, uh, barbed wire massacre match coming up in uh, Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, for Victory Road. So there you go. I believe he's uh, focused on that. That I buy. Oh yeah. And then a promo aired for Big Joe Doring. It says, keep calm and kick-ass t-shirt now available. Shopimpact.com. 100% of the proceeds going to Joe Doring. Uh, so, yeah. We should, we should buy those. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. Rock, rock those one day. Um, I'm Facebook friends with Joe Doring. I was going to send really? him a D. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to send him a DM. And I just like, ah, you know what? He hasn't posted anything on Facebook in a while. I was like, he probably doesn't want to talk to anybody. So, yeah. I just could leave the guy alone. But. I got a I got a face I got a DM yesterday from an NXT 2.0 talent who uh, I I'm a huge fan of who's got some wild ideas for some displays of power that he's done. Yeah. I'll leave I'll leave that alone, but it was pretty <laughs> yeah, cool to incredible. get that out of the blue. Yeah, yeah that guy is incredible. Yes. Uh and then uh this was disappointing. I thought okay, so I'm going to preface this. I liked the video package with uh, Diener and Eric Young. So I really like I thought it was very well produced. I loved the dark bluesy version of Man of Constant Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the old bluegrass song. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs, and I love what they did with it. Mm-hmm. I thought it fit well here. I'm just a little bit disappointed because I had already booked in my head Eric Young's coming back as a babyface, and that didn't happen. So I feel like we're not really I feel like it told us Violent by Design was over, but I don't really feel like it's over. So and well, they got like ten more guys now. Yeah, but N- none of whom I recognized. By that's, the way, that's, I mean, it's like, yeah, sure, but do we? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. It's like a bunch of do. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I was ready to move on, bro. Me too. I was just me like, too. I was like, ah, you know, the story's been told, and you know, Doring's gone. You know, you don't really need to replace him. Just do something else. But no, it looks like they're gonna continue the Violet by Design uh, characters. So, eh, not a fan. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of over it all. Like I'm, I'm very over Eric, Eric Young's Bray Wyatt Pestich act, and I wanna, I want something new. So, but apparently we're not yeah. gonna get that. Yeah. Uh, next we got Chelsea Green. She defeated uh, Taya Valkyrie in uh, a good little match, uh, a good little knockouts match here. She's um, gotten better. She has gotten better, and I think her being with Deanna Prazo has improved her game so much, just as a tag team, as a tag team partner. And then, of course, Ty Valkyrie's great, and the act with a uh, Valkyrie Rosemary and Jessica's great. Uh, VXT is great. I I liked all the acts, and I, I dug the match. Yeah, I think they're. Uh, sometimes you get people in who aren't like great, but for some reason they get together and they can do some good stuff together. Right? It all like mm-hmm. worked. I thought this whole thing kind of worked. Chelsea's really found herself as a character. I love GCW Chelsea. GCW is a gross, grody promotion, and she's playing uh, a fantastic character there. Oh, and, that, yeah. that reminds me. Yeah. I watched some of GCW over the weekend. Why did you do that to yourself? Because Brian, watched- Al- Brian Alvarez and Billy, Billy Kay or Billy, Billy, Starks, Billy Starks. Sorry. Billy Starks took on Tom Lawler and uh, Killer Kelly. And I, so I started and Garrett was in the audience and Dave Meltzer was in the audience. So I was like, okay, I'm going to support my guys, support Brian Alvarez. I get it. And, you know, cause you know, 
we're not really the observer. Brian Evers didn't even know who the fuck I am, but we're kind of like observer adjacent. And I've been a, I've listened to Brian Alvarez for a long time. Kind of, he's a big influence on on me as far as what I do here. So. Filthy knows who we are. Oh yeah, filthy, filthy. No, well, he knows who you are. He knows he who, who the hell I am. He doesn't know who I am. He knows who you are. He knows who we are. Um, okay. Like you know. So okay. I was. I, we'll put it this way: that was like ten minutes from my hometown, and I didn't go. <laughs> yeah, so I I watched it and I liked the filthy and Brian Alvarez stuff. I thought they looked great together. Brian Alvarez is a better worker than people give him credit. Yes, for. Brian's there, a there's... hell of a heel, man. He's really yeah. good at what he does. Yeah, and there's some yeah, you know, there's some gifts out there from some previous matches where he didn't look so hot, but they're taking out small segments of a match and just yeah, taking it out of right. context. But Brian's pretty. Uh, he has a hell of a he has a hell of a swanton too, I will yes. say. Um, and then uh, Killer Kelly looked amazing in the match as per usual. Um, so I watched that. Unfortunately, I had to listen to stupid, empty-headed, fucking dumb fuck Kevin Gill on uh, commentary who sucks ass. You know, Brace Redbag, we, we really kind of sugarcoat our thoughts on everyone. You're much braver than I am because I'll like be passive aggressive <laughs> when I don't like somebody. Uh, Kevin Gill like, blocked me a long time guy. ago. <laughs> yeah, he blocked me a long time ago. And, you know, I don't care about him. But... He is the worst professional wrestling sports commentator possibly of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and before people say, yes, I did steal CM Punk's line on Hangman Adam Page, it's my new favorite insult. It's a great somebody... insult. To call somebody empty-headed dumb fuck, that's really good. It's a I really, love that insult. Yeah. It's a really good insult. Like, old Phil is a sour, sour dude, <laughs> but he has some really good one-liners when you really want oh. them, you know? Yeah, you know what? And uh, Cornette was saying, because uh, he, he did commentary over the scrum, which was really funny, and he was like, you know, if I didn't know any better, I'd think that, uh, you know, 42 years ago, I would have ventured in Chicago and had an affair or something like that. He goes, but I don't think I did. Because we kind of sound like we're related. And I'm like, that, yes. Accurate. That's ex- accurate, yeah. Because nobody can insult better anybody better than than uh, Jim Cornette, and I guess CM Punk is now in that in that arena too. They truly are peas in a pod. <laughs> it's just a couple of grouchy old fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next uh, we got uh, backstage. Gio Miller was with Knockouts World Champion Jordan Grace uh, after Grace commented on a forthcoming match with uh, Masha Slamovich. She walked into her locker room where there was pictures of her xed out and a big sign that said Masha's gonna kill you. Uh, uh, on the locker room wall. I thought that was kind of cool. I did not think it was cool. I thought it was man, cool. You, you got it out for Masha, man. What's going on no, here? Think, what, what is it? I, I draw pictures of people and I say, I'm yeah. going to get you. Like, that's corny, man. <laughs> it is corny, but I it's dig corny. it. I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> it, art is subjective. One yeah. can like things. I understand. I think the whole thing is corny. <laughs> You ever liked the the Jordan Grace Masha stuff? Even before no. it even started, you were not a fan. No, of No, I was in the I was in the crowd, and I saw that, and I just I don't like I don't. Yeah, I hate everything about this. I just <laughs> there's no it's no there's no story to anything. Like yeah. it's just this whole thing is is to make up for the fact that Masha doesn't talk, doesn't. Talk. I guess she's a really bad promo because that's what they've let me to believe. Where. There's plenty of decent talkers out there. We can't give her a manager. Like we're just gonna yeah. do like the ransom note thing. And it's 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 corny, man. It's it's corny. If she loses to Grace at Bound for Glory, they need to you know, repackage she, her with a manager. I think she ain't losing to Grace at Bound for Glory. Jordan's hanging onto that title before they give it to her. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. She's like one of the most protected acts in wrestling. Like in yeah. all of wrestling, it's her and Roman. Yeah, that's true. 
Unfortunately, Roman, ugh, don't get me started on that one. All right, uh, Brian so- Myers. Uh, speaking of sucks, Brian Myers. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, I, okay, I'm done okay. With this. I'm done hold, with on. This hold, on. hold on, hold what? on, hold on. Are they really going to give us a ladder match with these two guys? They are. The standard I- of ladder matches in the United States <laughs> has been ridiculous <laughs> for well over 20 years. And yeah. we're going to get, and Brian Myers is a perfectly competent worker. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But he is nobody, not what I would Nobody cares about him. Yeah, I agree with that. But he's not what I would constitute as a ladder match guy. And the other one is Bupinder Gujar. I just watched six dudes kill each other at All Out last week. And then they were stopped by a bunch of ninjas, which I like the angle, by the way. Some people I thought it was awesome. <laughs> but I mean, like, and these guys are going to try to compete with, I mean, that's a bad idea. That's setting people up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing here, man. They they they're getting behind this Guja kid, and uh, there are times where I see it, and I'm just not seeing it, and I have not seen it in this feud with Myers. So I don't know, no. man. I mean, it's a digital media title, so you know we. That, it, I'm glad it's going to be there so we can make fun of it. But I just I can't help but think these guys are being set up to fail. Like of all the, like they should have done like a, a something on a pole or something like that. Like you could have had fun with the silliness of it. Instead, we're giving like one the most overplayed. Uh, gimmick match on the scene today. And two, I think you're setting up two guys who this is not their strength. So I'm not, Mm-mm. I just keep thinking, man, they're kind of, I mean, unless, unless this becomes a comedy thing, which it could with Myers involved, this could be like a, like a, a parody of a letter match. I've kind of sold myself on the, maybe that's the idea as I'm working through it, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. They got the work cut out for them. So in this match, um, Brian Myers brought the belt uh, into the ring. Uh, Gujar grabbed it and nailed Myers with it. So that's how we got the DQ. Um, and then afterwards, they set up a uh, ladder match for two weeks from today. So they're building anticipation. Um, and then an announcement was made that Jordan Grace will compete against a, an opponent determined by Masha Slamovich and a pick your poison match at Victory Road. So we'll see who that is. Um, well, more, more to come on that on, um, Patreon? on Patreon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Cheers. backstage, get. Yeah, backstage Gail Kim confronted Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Um, Tasha Steeles, who's Sean Rossap, we were, were under the impression that she her contract expired in August. It did not. Sean Rossap says she's got a lot of time left, so she's sticking around. She might just be hurt. We just haven't seen her in a while. She could lost be. so many matches in a row, and then she we just haven't seen her wrestling a long time, so uh, could be injured. I, I don't know. Like he, He's the guy. Like He knows all these things, and sometimes these rumors get started on contracts, and you know, unless stuff is public, you don't know who to believe. And I don't know. Sometimes booking makes you scratch your head. Yeah. But you only, when you only have so many people in a company, you can't protect everybody. So man, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to make, uh, you know, I'm going to save it for Patreon. Um, remind me on Patreon. If I forget to talk about the victory road, 2012 video that they played during the episode. Today. Oh, I know where you're going got, with this. I have okay. an idea. Okay. I just, Tossing something out there. I got another conspiracy. You know me. I love my conspiracy. I do too, so. but I want you to remember they never connect these 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 flashbacks. They never connect I, what's going I on. I disagree. They do sometimes. They do sometimes. And so they did with the Motor City Machine Gun stuff, and they did with other things. So I just I, I'm just just going to okay. so we'll save it for Patreon, where, okay. which we're getting to here pretty quick. Uh, so we go to the main event. And uh, we got uh, Eddie Edwards defeating Heath in the main event. Uh, I know we complained about Heath being in the main event, but I actually thought this was a pretty decent match. Um, yeah, Honor No More. I think it was uh, Mike Bennett uh, helped uh, Eddie Edwards win. Heath is over. I mean, 
God love him. Guy, everybody loves the guy, man. But he, Heath was over. He lost via distraction, and uh, Eddie Edwards got the victory. And then afterwards, a big uh, afterwards, um, Eddie Edwards called. Uh, sorry, there's a pigeon outside my So Eddie Edwards called that down Josh Alexander and said, well, "Are you going to be part of the? Are you going to join our side of the war? Or are you going to be on the other side?" And I'm like, I just want Josh to say, "What the actual fuck are you talking about? What war?" are we even talking about what do you want me to do like you haven't exactly given me a path to get to your side like what am i actually join? you want me to join honor no more and then we're going to wrestle each other are you fucking stupid like that's what i want josh to say but he this, doesn't have the capacity this because it's josh and josh yeah. is not a great promo but this angle has been so dumb like we could have it could have been like so much more personal it could have been like really biting and skating and instead it's join us. i mean it's so cliche join us or we'll destroy you and then what what if josh should say yeah i'm in i'm in yeah okay and then then what and then, and then, then eddie would be like uh can i have your belt like <laughs> what, what would you have done i mean it's so and lazy. what war what, what's the war he was like do, is there somebody holding you back and i'm like holding eddie back he's been the world champion like four times he's the number one contender right now he has yeah. the next title shot you can't tell me so, you're being held back when you're the next guy in line yeah, so I I don't know like, so when it comes to, you know, heels and their stories, a lot of times like you there's a reason that like you have reason to believe that they could be right, but they're just dicks about it, right? But I don't yeah. even know what Eddie's mad about. I don't know what he's going on about. None of it makes any sense to me. And I'm sure somebody's gonna pop in the DMs or in the chat and be like, oh well, it's because of X, Y, and Z. Well, I'm like, I'm not getting it. And I watch the show pretty damn closely. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, I knew that he was mad before about uh, about Josh getting the shot at Christian, and he never got the opportunity to take the belt back from AEW. That was the original thing. He hasn't even mentioned that. It was nine months. So I don't ago. know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. But like, so I don't know what he's still mad about. And they were also mad about Ring of Honor going out of business. Fucking Vincent was just on Ring of Honor, so they can't be mad about that anymore. So I, I, I don't know that, that part of it sucks, right? The, like the match is going to be awesome. That part of it sucks, but go ahead. What is ring? What is honor? No more's mission statement at this point. What is their purpose? Like, who are they mad at? Scott right. gave them all contracts. Yeah. Scott, Why are they mad at impact? Yeah. So what, what are, what are we even doing? And now, now they're getting the title match. There's nothing really to be mad at it anymore. Right. Um, so now, now you can just be cheating ass heels. I can, I can respect that. Or come up right? with if you're something just cheating else. ass heels, or you're just like, hey, if we take the title, then we have control over Impact Wrestling. I get that. Okay, cool. That 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 is something I can get behind. But now you're telling me that there's some man behind the curtain holding you back when you're being promoted in the biggest pay per view of the year. That makes no sense to me. So Who's make it make sense. Who's behind right. the curtain? The Booker's a character. They talk to him every fucking week. And they bitch you every week. What, yeah. What war are we talking about? Like, it's just Eddie. Like, I feel like Eddie's lost his mind. He just cooked this up in his head. Like, I don't get it. And no one's fighting back. I mean, they beat the shit out of Swan and, and Heath and, and Josh. And then the yeah. whole rest of the locker room's like, oh, okay, peace out. You know, I don't get I mean, yeah. I, I feel like this. I feel like this stable has to have a focus anymore. And hasn't for a little while, but I mean, the focus is it we hasn't. have to have jobs. So now they have jobs. Now why are what are what are they? What machine are they raging against at this point, and why? Yeah, just explain it to me, guys. Yeah, um, 
Overall, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, at the end, they beat up on Josh Alexander, and then uh, Heath and Rich Swan came to their aid. They beat their asses, too, and they stood tall to close the show. I kind of enjoy the chaos uh, there at the oh, end of it. So I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Other than that, uh, you know, pretty decent show. Not not the greatest show. I, I did like some stuff. There's some a stuff solid, I didn't really care for. A solid yeah, so, B. Solid, solid B. Solid yeah. B. Um, on a week where, you know, if you're going to stand out, you need to be an A++. But... We got we got a B out of them, so. Um, but hey, for for uh, the free food right here on YouTube and uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, that's going to do it for us. Join us over on Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/FightGameMedia. We got some uh, news about potential stars coming into the company. Somebody from AEW possibly coming back. Um, Ring of Honor names possibly coming back. We're going to toss some ideas out for Jordan Grace. Um, and then, of course, uh, D'Lo Brown exited the company. So we're going to talk about old D'Lo. Uh, and so, yeah, join us over on Patreon.com slash Fight Game Media. And uh, Patreon, stick around.